Welcome back to the Down in the Dirt podcast where we are getting dirty talking baseball and I am your host Carson Lee. Thank you guys for joining me on episode number 10 of the podcast, part 2 of the roundtable discussion with my teammates. This week's podcast is the second part of the roundtable discussion I had with my teammates who all had multiple years of experience in professional baseball. Before listening to this episode though, make sure you have listened to episode number 9, part 1 of the roundtable discussion. Just check out the archives on whatever listening platform you're on. This episode will pick up right where we left off in part 1. Be sure to tune in again for next week's episode, which is part one of the Roundtable Hitting Podcast that we also did, where you really can get some insight on how to find success at the plate and become a professional hitter. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening and tuning into the show. While you're here, it would be greatly appreciated if you could rate and review the show on whatever listening platform you are on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or YouTube. This helps the show grow and also helps attract sponsors to the show. Be sure to also tag me on social media whenever you are listening to the episode. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and have the notifications on so you will know when a new episode drops. And if you aren't following me on Instagram, be sure to follow me at at CarsonLee5 so you can get updates on the show and also have the chance to send in a question to be answered on an episode. Now, on to this week's episode. Number 10, part 2 of the roundtable discussion with my teammates. Enjoy. Well, and that's the thing now that we're talking about the Pecos has gotten brought up. For those that don't know what the Pecos is, uh, you know, it's, it's any ball, but you gotta kind of got to take care of yourself. Uh, would you all agree? Um, yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. Low paychecks, you know, you got to drive yourself from uh, um, game to game. So, you know, I kind of want to talk about that grind because that's a whole different kind of grind. Um, you know, tr- handling those car-, car rides and playing those travel days. Uh, not living off fast food. You know, me and Cutter brought the Instapot. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. But, you know, it's, it's place. Doing, doing like little things like that. Um, got to keep helping you in, in shape during the season. Yeah, I'll say uh, having a good stretch routine is extremely important. You know, you're driving a lot, your hips are stiff. A good yoga seven seven to ten minute routine really helps out. Because, I mean, if you get hurt, uh, you're coming on your own. There's no trainers. There's no ice. Uh, you gotta make sure hey, y'all got any ice? Yeah, you got to make sure your uh, hips are loose, legs are loose, everything. Because uh, For the Pecos League, you know, everyone talks about uh, – how bad it is and stuff like that, but I'll say this. Uh, I heard Jeff Houston, who played in the big leagues for 10 plus years, he talked about when he got drafted by Montreal, it was, it was low round, da 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 da, but he said they gave me 1500 they gave me $1,500 a plane ticket and a chance. And that's what we have here is a chance to, and that's really why I come back. That's why I came back this year. It's not, it's, it's not to call myself a professional ball player. It's not to do anything like that. It's to, it's to play baseball and try and get to a higher league and to try and, you know, make a name for myself as a baseball well, player. Well, it builds a resume too. Yeah, prove yourself sure. that you can do it. That sure. You put all this, you put in all this work. Uh, 
high school to college, like, hey, I, I think I can play at this level. Why not try and see if I can do it? I mean, I Prove hear everybody wrong. wrong. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I hear okay. every day from people, you know, I heard it from people last year. I heard it from people this year on other teams. Sometimes our team, it's like, oh, man, this, this is awful. This sucks. We don't get anything. We don't get a single thing given to us, anything like that. Shoot. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I haven't got a single thing given to me my whole life when it came to baseball. I had to get it all. I know all. I had to get it off myself, and I know all of us in that room are like that. So why don't you just take it like that? Why Why do we have to be given something if we're a pro ball player? Why don't we make make it for ourselves? Make them give it to us. Exactly. I think a lot of guys get very upset when they don't go dra- get drafted. You know, I'm, I'm just saying that for my point of view because you know when Shane talks questionnaires it brings up memories because I felt I filled out a couple when I was in college you know and it really makes you think like you're gonna get it you know but you know that's the here's the whole um I guess positive negative aspect and this is nothing against anybody but you you see Shane when you get the questionnaire it's how it's supposed to be you get drafted and that's what you think when you get the piece of paper asking you these questions oh you know this that the other and scouts are asking you where your mother works and things like that oh they definitely want me but I'm that guy that, you know, had all that and then it didn't happen. So, you know, instead of putting that into a positive mindset and started working my first year, I was really sour. You know what I mean? I was very sour. I, I got bad habits. And I feel like I see – that's what I always try to do, man. When I look at other guys' problems and where they're coming from, I try to relate it to myself and see if I was ever there. That's where I can see why guys, you know, get so upset by that. I'm not justifying it by any means, but I just understand it. You know what I mean? Because I was there at one point before I had a realization. Well, and, and I think that's the thing about the Pecos League, too. You're saying, you know, guys that don't end up doing all this stuff, they'll get drafted. <clears throat> like, there's so many guys that tell PD no, like, they don't want to play the Pecos League because they're too good for it, and they're like, agent's going to yeah. advise them to right. frontier, like, not knowing how right. how this stuff works. And it, it's a pride thing they don't want to go play. It's the, it's the Pecos. But it's like, no. You're that good, play yourself out of it. Like, if you were that good, you would have got drafted. And that's the thing. It's like, yo, like, we're just as talented as anybody in any other league. Just, we just haven't had that opportunity, yeah. you know. I draw inspiration for anything, man. One of my favorite shows on Netflix, Last Chance You. It's, you can't it's, you can't tell me you don't see similarities between Last Chance You and here, man. Like, this is Last Chance You Pro Baseball Edition, you know what I mean? And there's guys from there that are in the NFL right now, got drafted or signed, whatever. So... That's just something I always try to relate it to anything that I see. You know, there's so many guys in so many sports, women, men, that are making it after going through a lot of circumstances, you know. So there are always inspirations in those aspects, and I just try to find as many as I can, try to be the next one myself. I went to a Nationals workout while I was in high school, and I'll still remember to this day what the scout told everybody sitting in the stands at this point. The game of baseball owes nothing to anybody. It doesn't owe a single soul out there a thing. You look at people that put their whole life into this game, into this business, and have done so many great things with it. But still, at the end of the day, it doesn't owe anybody anything. And I think, you know, when you think of the Pecos League, it is what it is. But it's an opportunity for everybody it doesn't turn people away it everybody's given an opportunity to make a ball club um and i think with the pecos league with indie ball itself is it's 
the guys that are successful in the Pecos or, or any ball in general are the people that all they're really looking for in that moment is they're not thinking, let me put up this number, let me put up this number, let me put up this number, and I'll be in the American Association tomorrow, or I'll be in affiliated baseball tomorrow. Let me just hit a seven, hit 97 on the gun, and I'll be at the Atlanta Braves here in three, four days. No, it's, what this is for is it's for guys that want to be a part of something bigger than themselves that still have that drive to, to compete and, you know, most people say it's Saturdays, but like Indy Bowl's for the boys. That's, what, that's really what it is. Like it sounds stupid, but it is. It's you care about the guy next to you more than you care about yourself while you're still being selfish. I don't know, it almost doesn't make sense. It's funny how things kind of fall in line the right way. It really is. Now, am I saying that's guaranteed that you're going to get picked up, you're going to get signed, you're going to be in a better situation? No. But you're going to look back at that season, and you're not going to have any regrets. You're going to be very, very proud of the situation that you're in. More than likely, you're at peace with the game of baseball, and you can walk away and you can move on and you can really start to work on your golf game or get to fish a lot more. Or you're gearing up and you're in the cage, you're going to the gym, you're eating right and you're getting ready for the next season. Well, just think about how many guys from the Pecos do move up every year, you know. I mean, Cutter last year went straight from uh, Monterey uh, to Florence. You know, he was getting that opportunity to go play in the Frontier and then ends up getting the invite back. Uh, Again, this past year, you know, so it's like it's it's still a place to play, you know. But what do y'all, what do you guys do to prepare yourself for the next season, in the off season? Work. Finances. <laughs> How many? How many of you guys get into like personal trainers? I have. One. Shay, what do you do? Like, how do you prepare your body in the off season for the next? Next season to stay oh, yeah, we're gonna come back to the dog show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky enough that uh, UCF still allows me to go up there and use their facilities. I go up there and hit in the cage, uh, work out. Um, I hang around the guys. You know, they let me go on the field, do whatever I need to do to uh, get ready. So I go up there and hit uh, three times a week and lift them two times a week in between, and, and you know, just get ready for the season. What kind of lifting do you do? Pretty like standard, uh, just like dumbbell, you know, bench press, squat stuff, kind of like that. Um, I, I follow a program that I got when I was uh, in affiliated ball, but uh, they got the workouts all planned out in the book, and it's upper and lower different days, and it's got um, it's got a bunch of stuff in there, but it's it's squats, lunges, you know, dumbbell press, and and pull downs, and everything. Man. I mean, I'm. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not an expert in all that. I just follow the workout and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's know. got you, it's got you eight years deep, so you yeah. must be doing something right. Definitely. Snyder, what about you? For a guy that hits for so much power, how do you, like, sustain that? Do you put on strength? What do you do? Oh, man, like, oh, kind of same with 
what Shane was saying, like, I got my junior college lets me go out there and get the hit on BP whenever I show up, like, get the hit on the field as many rounds as I want to, doing that, but I, like, work out, like, six days a week, and just, I try to do as much as I can in the off season because when I get out here, like, to try to maintain as much as I can. Yeah. But it's mostly just, I mean, typical bodybuilding stuff mixed with some CrossFit stuff. And I know Cutter's a big CrossFit guy. Yeah, I do enjoy CrossFit. I, I like to mix it up because I don't like it having, like, every Monday's this, Tuesday's this, Wednesday's this. It gets boring, and yeah. your body, for me, every, it starts to get used to it. It starts to get used to, oh, every Monday is leg day, every Monday is mm -hmm. chest day. Like, your body starts to get used to it, so if you mix it up all the time, your body's not going to get to know and you're going to get the best uh, performance out of that particular day. Yeah. You know, Lane, Gus, how do you guys, as a pitcher, prepare, prepare yourself? What do y'all do? Uh, me, personally, I think I do pretty much the opposite of what they tell pitchers to do. I do like CrossFit. I've done bodybuilding style workouts. I've done all that stuff. I normally spend like three and a half, four hours in the gym in the off season. So like, I work on flexibility and stuff as well, which most people, I say, don't as much as they should for sure. Yeah. I no, definitely, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't. still don't as much as I should. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But no, I, I've I've gotten into the CrossFit style workouts these past six months. I'd say, from January to about. Uh, May, I was big into it, learning about a lot about it and stuff, got big into deadlifts and all that stuff, so uh, I think it's benefited a lot because it's a lot of fast switch muscles and explosive muscles that you're using rather than just like working on size or like muscle, which is also important I think in baseball, but I feel like it's all beneficial. You should use like every part of the spectrum to broaden your game for yeah. sure. Are you like trying to throw on... Right now, that's not gonna happen like at all. I've lost uh, 16 pounds since I've been here. Yeah, what about in the off season? In the off season, get, get yeah, ready to yeah, start the season? yeah. When I started the season this year, I was like 230. A couple weeks before I got down here, I was like 235 or so. But you think that helps with your velo? Um, so I've had it help with velo, but I've also thrown, I'd say, around the same velo at uh, a scrawnier weight, but like a more flexible athletic weight. Yeah, like right now, I'm, I'm 213 mobile. and I'm more mobile than I was at 230, but it's like pretty much on the same. Yeah, that's the big thing. I say soreness is the biggest is the biggest difference. <laughs> when I'm that heavy, I'm a lot more sore like the next day and stuff like that. Right now, being limber and stuff, I'm not that sore the following day. Jeez, you're telling me you throw every. You throw up baseball every day. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that as a pitcher. I think a lot of it's to do with more strength than like size. So, I mean, you can be a big dude, but you can only you can only hit the ball at 300 feet, or only throw the ball 82 miles miles an hour. Yeah. But like, if you work on like still getting the size and the weight, but also just being strong, that I think is the big difference. Which I mean, you see in pro guys sometimes too, like you have freaking Jose Altuve and balls 400 feet. Like, yeah. He's not big. But he's strong. He has a good foundation to what. Have you seen? Have you seen that video of him doing a? You know, you talked about the stickball stuff. Um, he has a stick and he's swinging, hitting the bottle caps. Yeah, like it's. But it's one of those things. Where it's, it's strength. Yeah, it's that's what's what gonna get you to the next level. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's what I'm gonna say though. See, I agree with Snyder, but this is—it's not even like coming in. But this is something I always say is a big misconception. I feel like a lot of people are strong. Strength's not the thing, it's power. People forget that power and strength are two different things. 
you know, power is the ability to do work in a certain period of time. When you're hitting a baseball, you have point four zero seconds, like whatever it is, point zero four seconds. Yeah, something like that. Three yeah. seconds. Yeah. Second. Oh. So that's the thing. Like, if you look at a guy like Snyder, he's like six three, two thirty, just jack. You know what I mean? Big dude. You know. Jacked. But the thing is, at the same time, while that's a strong body, he's powerful. It's not. His hands, lightning fast, quick twitch. Pitchers, same concept. You want to be powerful. You got big dudes. They don't know how to use that. Your strength, if you can't, you can lift 500 pounds, that's great. Can you do it in one second? That's power. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. You can, you can have all day to do it. You don't have all day to hit a baseball. You know, so that's the thing. Always focus on power and stuff. Don't just be a limb, you know, this big dude that can't move. Mobility is key in the sport, for real. You definitely need both. Yeah, yeah. 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 Strength helps power. That's what I mean. Like yeah. all the aspects of explosiveness, strength, flexibility, power, all that stuff. It all correlates to baseball, and I feel like same like mentally too. All of it correlates. Everything. Well, especially like for you and Toddy, being catchers, you really have to be mobile. You really have to focus on that. Yeah. Just to keep your hips from getting torn up. You know. Don't skip agility day. No. Do your agilities. Do your stretching. I, uh, I listened to a podcast that had uh, Aaron Foster in it. This was a, a running back from the Houston Texans. And Miami Dolphins. And Miami Dolphins played the University of Tennessee. He said if he could go back, he would only focus on plyo- plyometrics, plyometric workouts. He said he thought that that was a bigger, that was more important for him as a running back, for him to be explosive and run fast and do all those kind of things and stay injury free uh, than you know the typical. I guess football workout, power clean, hand clean, bench, squat, really heavy, heavy lifting kind of stuff. And so I just thought that was an interesting take from him, from someone that's been there, played at a high level, and totally. just to hear his thoughts about it. Totally agree, man. I mean, you look at, like, I'm going to talk about catchers, because I'm a catcher, like, Yadi and Molina, Salvador Perez, they don't have the most pleasing bodies in the world to the eye. You know, I've seen both of them on their Instagrams, they'll take pictures after celebrating, they have their shirt off. They don't have what people expect them, a professional athlete to have. They don't have a six pack per se. They not have these like chiseled arms and chest, you know, but they're strong dudes and they're very powerful, especially when throwing, you know what I mean? I'm sure plyometrics played a part in it. I'm sure stretching, things like that, but they're very powerful. They're very explosive. Are they fast? No, that's a different type of explosion. You know, we all have different things. Some of us are explosive when hitting, some are explosive on the base pass. Some are explosive throwers and, you know, quick burst lateral guys in the field. But, you know, that's the thing, dude. I'm telling you, explosion and power is a very key aspect in this game. Regardless if you have the six-pack, regardless if you look the part, you know, that's how a lot of, like, guys off the islands. Um, I just, dude, you know, my father's Dominican, and I, I, can, I get close with a lot of the Dominicans at school that came right out of the island, dude. I'm telling you right now, a lot of them don't have what you call a good body. You know, they have this body where it's pudgy and stuff like that. These dudes are still running six, eight, six, nines. How are they doing that? They're very explosive. You don't need the body per se. It helps. It always passes the eye test. You know, that test we always talk about, but explosion's a very big they thing. They know how to game. build momentum with their body. I think that's with, with Salvi and Yachty both. <clears throat> Why they're both so good is they both do such a tremendous job. Keeping their weight over their backside when they throw, when they, when they yeah, throw. exactly. It's incredible. It's, you know, it's almost like what Kyle Porter does for his workout programs. Yeah. I mean, it's for real, man. Kyle Porter is like very skinny dude, but he can deadlift four hundred pounds. You know. Yeah.
Never would have thought that. Uh, never, yeah, you know. Can we get video proof of this, Kyle? Dude it's looks like Gumby. You ever it's seen just, that? It's, like, it's, it's something. Put, is that on the Insta? God, it's an urban thing. <laughs> it's urban myth. Uh, well, I wouldn't say urban myth, but it's like it's when you're in urban environments. Like that's when he does. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, like a hipster kind of thing. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so one of our one of our social media questions. Um, how do you help a guy who had a tough game from Midnight Moose? Yeah, I, I, you know, I even know this kid, but I love him on the grams, though. So what was the question? Say the question again. How do you help a guy who had a rough game? I just try to remind him of his positive moments, dude. I'll big, like, feed the positive. If a guy's head's too big, I'll feed the negative. I'm, I'm a very big. I'm serious. I like to even people out. Like, you know, we had a guy today at our game who said he cost us the game because he couldn't turn a double play. And I told him, listen, dude, like, doesn't matter at the end of the day, like you've won us games before and you've been a key clock in our lineup. You know, I just I just try to remind him of the good things, man. Just tell him it's gonna be another time, another day tomorrow. Just take advantage of it. What really? about for like personally if you had a rough day? How you how you get to do that? Personally, uh I just same thing, dude. Just remember like I'm here and I've done this before and I've had success. Just remember all those good times. I'm a big visualizer. I'll take ten minutes, you can call it meditation, you can call it whatever, ten minutes, quiet, no noise. Visualize what I want to do and what I think can happen in the future. That always brings me peace. Uh, tomorrow is a brand new day, and you get to come back to the ball field and do it all over again. That's what I think about. See, I gave you the northern take. He just gave you the southern take. No, you <laughs> take the Oklahoma take. <laughs> tomorrow is a brand new day, and you get to play baseball again. Golly, isn't that a great thing? Is there? And that's what I tell other guys is, hey, you get to you get to do it again tomorrow, and that same play happens, you get to make it. So that's it. Is that what you tell your kids? I don't have kids. Oh, my players? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, you have a rough game. Guess what? Next weekend, you get to play again, and you get to make that same play that you messed up. You get to make it. I mean, that's it. Playing every day can be, a, if you if you look at it as a curse, it'll be a curse. If you look at it as a blessing, it's a blessing. That you get to do it every single day. No matter how rough your game was the day before, you can come back and do it again. For my pitchers, um, at Zachary Led, he wants to know if he could get throwing help. Uh, so like keeping your arm healthy. Um, having a good arm path, uh, you know, being able to have uh, command and control. I'm big on bands, me personally. I don't know about you guys. I'm big on bands for arm care. I like to learn from everyone else's routines, to be honest with you. I feel like I take a lot, or I take like a few things out of each person that I've been around's routine and add it to my own and what's beneficial for me. Like I do bands, I do some of the stuff the USPBL taught us for bands before throwing. I do some of the drive line arm paths now before I throw when I throw with Toddy. Like uh, I just I try to absorb as much as I can from the guys around me for sure. I think the big thing with anything is you just have to see what works for you. Yeah. And you try all these <clears throat> different things and take the stuff that works, take the stuff that doesn't work. It's like Payne said, man. Listen to your body. That's that's. Jump in, jump in. Uh, 
pitchers. I mean, I worked with pitchers in the offseason, and the one He's thing. A, he was the double, uh, the Tulsa Chillers double A bullpen catcher. Yeah, I, was, I did that. Yeah, I did that for Tulsa whenever they were an affiliate. So I've worked with pitching coaches and with uh, affiliated pitching coaches. And the one thing that I always fall back on is uh, throw a baseball. Don't, you know, there's a lot of things out there that can help you, that can help you get more velocity, get more power, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, when you go up on the mound, you're going to throw a baseball. So throw a baseball. Get really good at throwing a baseball. You can do all the bands and the arm care and stuff like that. That's great. But don't forget to throw a baseball. What's the number one rule about catching, Tony? you got to catch the baseball. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, we play with a baseball, so play yeah. with the baseball. I'm a little different than other pitchers, though. Um, one, one of the big things for, like, what is it about keeping the arm healthy or location or anything? Or all of the above? All of the above. Um, just the general gist. I mean, I've had, I've had my number of arm injuries, and any player, I guess, in this room can honestly say they've probably had an arm issue at some point in their career. Uh, knock on wood, yeah. But, uh... I had I had some pretty bad flexor common issues, uh, which is like next to the UCL. So they thought I was gonna have to have Tommy John um, for a while, but it wasn't. Thank God. So um, honestly, just going to the gym, making sure you're taking care of your arm, keeping that flexibility, but evening out the strength training as well. Uh, people who say pitchers shouldn't lift are completely out of their minds. Uh, it's one of the most important things that we can do to stay strong. And if you want to get better at the game, you got to get stronger. Um, and then. Bands, arm care, uh, it all just kind of falls together. Um, keeping, I mean, keeping my arm as healthy as I have this whole time. Um, honestly, it was, it was kind of eye-opening. When I was at uh, North Greenville, um, we had 13 pitchers. And out of all 13 pitchers, me and one other guy were the only two that didn't have any type of surgery uh, on our arms. Um, we were the That's only impressive. two. So... And I was a senior at that time when they asked that question. There was a lot of freshmen who had already had Tommy John. I think it's pretty eye-opening. It's becoming very common, honestly. And, uh, yeah, and a big thing also, long tossing. Long tossing is huge. Um, if you can get in, you, you got to. Especially, I did a lot of work. Uh, Craig Kimbrell actually went to my high school. So I did a lot of arm care stuff with that. Um, a lot of throwing from the knees, long tossing. Uh, making sure you're hitting your spots, uh, working on off-speed from far away. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is uh, my, my change was my main pitch. And long tossing with that is one of the best things I've ever done. Um, Just to get it coming out yeah, I had uh, my pitching coach was Courtney Duncan. He played for Cubs for a while, and uh, he told me to just work with that. And it's, That was one of those pitches I wasn't comfortable with throwing, like behind the count. If I was 3-1 or 3-0. I would never feel comfortable with it because I would always throw it either in the dirt or leave it way up. And long tossing with it and just making sure I'm getting my thumb through and just watching. You can actually watch from a distance because if you throw from 40 feet, it might look like it's just kind of fluttering there. But if you throw from a distance, you can actually watch it glide to the you know, the right position, the way you want it to move. So you kind of learn a little bit with that long tossing. And then once you get on the mountain, it's kind of it's like clockwork. So, But every pitcher is different. But uh, I'm a big, big fan of long tossing and working on all the pitches and making sure your arm pattern is good so, and strength training.
So I'm gonna do the quick fly around real quick. Uh, get back down to the end of the show. Um, so I'll just go around the get circle. Get back down in the dirt. We are we are down third. <laughs> down third all day. Um, <laughs> first question: favorite cleats? The Nike Hirachis. 2K4s, they yes. are the greatest cleats of all time. And I'll, uh, argue, I'll argue that down to my grade. Yes. Say honestly, I'm not a... Anything Nike, fire. anything Nike, really. I'm a Nike guy, so anything Nike. Yeah. Anything else feels like kryptonite. I'm Quick a fire. <laughs> I'm a New Balance guy. Say anything New Balance. New Balance. I'm Nike molded. Molded cleats. The Nike Rochies when I was, when I was in seventh grade. I, f- I don't know what year they were, but seventh grade. I, I was in eighth grade, yeah. Never been a big Nike. Yeah, it's Cutter on the Harachis. Last yeah. year's Harachis. Yeah, I'm Harachi. I'm on Team Harachi, but I'm just any Harachi, you know. Two K four. Yeah, shout, shout out Nike Harachi. <laughs> Where's the sponsor? Two years. Under, yeah, two years bring back. Bring, bring back. back. Hey, I thought you were Under Armour. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like to wear Under Armour now, but like. That, that's the thing, man. I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah, right. Pete nah, just got just, some new cleats. We're talking, talking about we're talking about indie ball problems. Nike's a little more expensive. Right? Oh, okay, uh, so yeah. I always like to match my cleats with my bag. Yeah, I don't even know. Alright, for position players, favorite bat? Do you have Louisville Slugger, two forty three or two seventy one? Uh, anything I thirteen. I like the two sheet two seventy ones. Uh, mine's Old Heck GB2 or uh, Marucci CC8. Um, so I'm Platinum Bat all day. Shout out to them. Shout out to Gimme Bats. If you need some, hit me up. Uh, I swing the Peter Pena 13. <laughs> Made my own motto, swear. That's all I swing, dude. AP5 handle with an AR13 barrel. That's the combination. So that's my motto. Seeds or gum? Seeds. Uh, a little bit of both. I'll say that. I, I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't discriminate. Yeah, one or the other. That you're t- oh. Fine, gum, gum. Seeds. 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 Gum. 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 Yeah. Uh, high pants or low pants? Low pants. Low pants. Low. High. High with some six stance socks. <laughs> <laughs> low. It hangs low. High. High. Uh, favorite uniform in the MLB? Like one team's oof. home road. Oof, oof, oof. We already talked about this one. Man. I want to see some other. Rapid fire, stuff. yo. Rapid fire. Uh, Cardinals cream jerseys. Rockies purple. Houston retro. The red sleeveless jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going Braves red. Cardinals pot of blue. Ooh. Oh, D backs. Throwback Thursdays. Oh, the purple and turquoise ones? Throwback Thursdays. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to lie. Everything they got just screams. Yeah. Beautiful. Plus Uh, the Mariners teal. Yes. That's a good one, too. Definitely succeeding at the look better, play better. (laughs) Kind of old school, so I I definitely like the Dodgers. Just the ice white uniforms. Ice white. Love them. Yeah. With the red numbers? Yeah, those are sick. I like that little touch. The Dodgers and the Yankees, I'm telling you this right now, those two teams I'd like to see add some alternates. You can do some crazy things. I'm hoping, like, uh, Nike's taking over next year, right? I'm hoping they do some crazy things. I just hope they don't put the Nike check right on the chest. They don't want it. No, right on the chest. What do you mean? They're saying they're going to put it right on the chest. Put it on the sleeve. Put it on the sleeve. 
Like Majestic does. <laughs> Just put it on the sleeve. Yeah. No, it's but you didn't hear me? Last one. First purchase with MLB contract. Oh, yeah. What was the question? Question. First purchase with MLB contract. It's this quick fire cutter. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't think I'd buy anything. I don't have to wait. Brand new pickup truck from my dad. New drum set. New car. A new house. Oh, real estate. Yep. I'd repair my dog's torn ACL. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm, just, I'm going with the house too, so I'm just oh, trying to keep mine just consistent. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys could just go around and give your advice to guys, um, just overall, just short, quick. Uh, work hard. Obviously, uh, with the new age of baseball, the numbers matter. Uh, develop to put up numbers. When you go to a camp, they want to know your 60, how hard you throw, how hard your exit velocity. Uh, work to have high numbers so they'll look at you. Play baseball as long as you can. Play till they rip the jersey off your back. We don't get to play for very long. Uh, you determine your future, no one else does. Play the sport. If you love it, keep playing it. Don't let anyone determine <coughs> if you're done. Yeah, the biggest thing is just don't give up. If somebody tells you you can't do it, they're not the only person that knows if you can play the game or not. Just because one person, one coach says you can't play doesn't mean he's correct. Keep rolling with that. You know, Prove everybody wrong each day. It's what you put into it. And, uh, you know, just work hard every day. Never stop learning. You learn something new every day. I'd say uh, don't take it for granted. Um, taking a year and a half off of baseball really really makes you appreciate coming to the field every day and playing every day. So just grind. Have fun. That's all I got. Have fun, man. Yeah, same. Work hard. Have fun. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm a big believer everything happens for a reason, uh, and your love for the game happens for a reason. So, you know, just ride it out till it ends, man. Ride it out till you can't. Let's like Tiny said, let them rip the jersey off your back and just believe in you and your life, man. So I got a tattoo in my forearm, you know, just believe in your life. Just, everything's happening for a reason. I just want to give you guys um, a chance real quick to plug your social media accounts if you want to. That way, no thinking. I'll be back. At Peter underscore Pena 13, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Don't snap me that much, though, don't you? <laughs> what? At Cut McDowell underscore 32 for Twitter and Instagram. So, uh. <coughs> yeah, to clear this up. Twitter, I am at that dude GT19. Instagram, I am just underscore win underscore 19. Uh, at Cam with a K, uh, one seven two three. Uh, that's Instagram. Thanks, guy. I've got nothing. <laughs> 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 um, at inked underscore Aquaman thirteen on Instagram. K underscore Porter seventeen on Instagram. And that is the end of the roundtable discussion with my teammates. Be sure to tune back in next week to hear part one of us talking about hitting. 
Thank you guys again for getting dirty with me on the Down in the Dirt podcast. Oh,